It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between, we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to your Thursday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan. Uh, how the heck is everybody doing? Is everybody uh, still pumped from the Vanderpump Rules season premiere? We did we did two episodes on that. Whew, what a week. Oh my goodness, you guys. And I feel like I'm guesting on everything, so there is plenty of me to go around. But today we have a great show, and we're going to get right to it. Uh, because we have uh, we have a podcasting legend who is like broken out into all sorts of other amazing business, hosting, uh, author, I mean, just... Uh, a producer, I can't say enough great things about her, and you can tell exactly why she is the where she, why she is where she is. Uh, her podcast is called Lady Gang, and uh, it's an OG amazing podcast that has paved the way for podcasts like mine. So let's get into this. This was a really fun conversation I did last week. The one, the only, Kelty Knight. Folks, welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. Today, I am so excited. Our next guest is what I call an octagon threat. Not a triple threat, an octagon. There is nothing that this person cannot do. Triple threat, three things. This person, at least eight or more. Get this. She started off her career as a professional dancer for the Rockettes, the New York Knicks. She's an author. Her book, Act Like a Lady, came out in 2020. She is an insanely successful podcaster as part of what I call the female Beatles of podcasting with the show Lady Gang. She's a host. She's E's chief correspondent. And also, she was just the executive producer and host of the CBS game show Superfan that just came out this past August. You can stream all episodes on Paramount Plus right now. And also, most recently, she kind of found herself in the news as of late because she uh, potentially had one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake ladies steal, potentially, her diamond ring on the Golden Globes red carpet. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the legendary Kelty Knight with us today. Oh my God. Ryan, I now I know why you do what you do. You're coming for my job. You're coming for my job. <laughs> And you know Kelsey, what? It's I'm, fine I'm hiding. Me. I'm hiding in a basement right now. Like I'm yeah. literally in a bunker. I've not <laughs> stepped foot out of this bunker in years now. So I love it. I will say you are one of my heroes, though, in kind of Aww. looking at what you do as a career. Thanks. It's one of those things where I'm like, how do you like people have compared you, obviously, to Ryan Seacrest. But I feel like you are in your own lane at this point entirely. I mean, how do you even I, I guess the first question is, why do you do what you do? How did you even uh, dream of doing what you're doing now? It was such a good question. And thank you for the beautiful intro. I love that so much. And I always love it when you go on podcasts and I'm the same on Lady Gang when I have guests on, like I research them and I make yeah. sure I know everything and I want them to, you know, and so it's like sometimes you go on a podcast and people are like, so you're like 
on TV. And I'm like, <laughs> why am I here right now? So I really want to say like, shout out to you for that. Cause that is, that is a work of art in itself. So thank you for that. Um, you know, I do what I do because I didn't get enough love in my childhood. Like everyone else who. That's the correct you know, answer. Yep. Goes, the hole, the hole go, you can never fill up. Yeah. The hole. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a, a family where my, my brother has a mental illness. And so it really is like, I'm joking, but also not joking. I, you know, my, a lot of time and energy in my family was spent making sure my brother was okay. And I was kind of like in the back and I got attention as the second child when I got straight A's or was on the honor roll or won a trophy or, you know, was bright and shiny and perfect. And so I just learned to be bright, shiny and perfect. And so, you know, I loved dance. I grew up in Northern Canada. There's two options. You play in the NFL or the NHL if you're a boy, really, and you're a dancer if you're a girl. Like it's (laughs) minus 50 degrees Celsius there right now. There are no other sports. And so that was sort of my way out. I moved to New York and and was a successful dancer. And and I just love people. I love stories. And now I just, you know, unfortunately, I I don't really know why I'm doing what I'm doing anymore because I I, I keep having to dream new dreams. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that like each one of these things, kind of these pins keep getting knocked down and you have to create new pins for your, you to knock down. Because I mean, when you guys, I mean, Lady Gang, I mean, it's coming yeah. up in a couple of years on a 10 year anniversary. Yeah. You couldn't have imagined the podcast taking off the way it did. And then the opportunities that you got from that podcast. Yeah. And it's so interesting because Lady Gang was one of these things. We we created the podcast out of necessity because no one else would really hire us. Becca had come <laughs> off Glee. We were sitting having sad salads at the 101 Cafe. And 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 it was just a really interesting time. We'd known each other from New York and we're like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, what are, we need a TV show. And we're like, well, no one's going to give us a TV show. What about a podcast? And Becca looked at me and she was like, what's a podcast? Like it was that early that no one knew what it was. We were like, what? It's the purple app on your iPhone? Like, so when we started, we we had two things going for us, right? Like we were so lucky because we were first. And I think being like a really early adopter, like, you know, the first TikTok girl, the first YouTuber, you're like, oh shit, if only I had started when those people started, I could have, you know, it's so being an early adopter, it has its like benefits. But the sad thing about it was that we were getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads of our episode, which was episodes every week, which is amazing. But there were no advertisers because the advertisers were like, well, we do sports. So it's like Ford trucks and like some poker and some like man ball sack powder. Like that was all yeah. that was available <laughs> to like. And so we really like I, I do like I appreciate what you said because we really had to change the game and we went after brands. We took pictures of every single thing. We would take a picture of everything in our, in our closet and everything in our bathroom. And we would make, we made huge lists of like, okay, I use Dove deodorant. I use this shampoo. I use this toothpaste. I use this makeup. I use these underwear. I use these socks. I wear these (laughs) shoes. And then we would cold email the agencies and brands and on Instagram, DM them, be like, Hey, we have this podcast. Do you want to work with us? And so I, I, I'm not going to say I'm the God of podcasting. We're certainly not. And people have taken it so far and it's been amazing, but having female brands, advertise on female podcasts is something that I do feel proud that we were in the trenches making happen for all those women. So it's cool. Well, and by I mean, I, I exist because you exist. I mean, it even spills over into, to, to, you know, male hosted podcasts because yeah. I primarily have a female audience and it's because of shows like yours. And oh, also thanks. just really quick, if there is ball sack deodorant out there looking to advertise, I'm happy yeah. to actually take that on myself. Right. Um, you know what? It be, and it, what a dream. 
yeah, like it would it would be my honor. You know, I've been so over the years. Like people are like, wait, are you doing a vibrator commercial? I was like, it would be my honor to allow the women of America a oh. new vibrator. And then oh. I, we did. We had a big year, year eight of Lady Gang. We had a big trifecta where we all did adult diapers. Actually, no, I don't think Becca <laughs> did adult diapers. I did adult. No, Becca said no. Maybe Becca did. And I was like, you know what? It would be my honor. It would be my honor to make sure that the ladies that are piddling in their pants have a classy, um, you know, an underwear that can take care of them in a good way. If Lisa Rinna can do it, you guys can do it. I mean, and, just, and I would do. And like, we turn down a lot of ads too. Like, you think, oh God, she'll do anything for money? No, yeah. no, no. I won't. I we don't do diet stuff. We don't do like get skinny fast stuff. We don't do like. There's a lot of stuff where it's brands or movies or stuff that we're not like. You know, like there's a lot yeah. of gambling. There's a lot of banking stuff. And we're like, no, 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 no. This is not for a girl. Like everything we advertise, we actually would love or want our girls to use. So I think there's like. I mean, girls have babies and then they pee in their pants. So I don't know. An adult diaper seems it's a bad name for something that is a necessity. Live your life, ladies. No, listen. I mean, I I, I had uh, I did uh, some female toys in the beginning of this show, and it was very weird for the audience to hear me say uvula. And hmm. I then at the time didn't have a girlfriend, and I had to give those products. I was like, "Mom, do you want products?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know if I'm giving my mom sex toys." You know? Wait, you no, you did. You gave your I, well, mom sex toys? That should be the headline of this show. <laughs> well, listen, I didn't. And by the way, I told them they were from a sponsor. I wasn't like, yeah. I, I'm gifting you these as like, like I, I this saw for these you. out and thought of you. Yeah, I thought. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, yeah. I want, to, I want to be very clear. I didn't like okay. re-gift yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. But anyways, podcasting is is so wonderful. Weird. Um, <laughs> very weird. Um, uh, I think Kelty's potentially disturbed with me right now and that's no I'm that's not it. at all I love it I love uh, this is why podcasting is great and 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 it's so funny like anyway Lady King came out of this necessity we had no idea it'd be so big and I actually think I was gonna say like what's what's interesting about being a podcaster and what's interesting being a tv host is now I've been doing it for so long that I have the traction of being the new hot thing the very successful shiny thing and then falling off the grid and then having to rise from the ashes again. Like we, when we started Lady Gang, we had within the first three years, book deal, clothing deal, TV deal. Like, and then, you know, some of those things were really successful. Some of those things like TV was, you know, we did it. It was great. Now, you know, that network would kill for the ratings we had, but at the time it wasn't quite enough to get more episodes. And so, but then we had the fall from grace when like, our OGs stayed with us, but then there was the new hot podcast and there was a new hot girl and there was the new thing. And you were like fighting to have a space to still do what you do. And you were like, oh, this new hot thing has taken the place. We used to, what about us? Yeah. We're the yeah. new hot thing. And we're like, no, 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 they're old now. Like, oh, they're we not created fresh anymore. The space. We created yeah, and, the space. And it's been interesting. So it's interesting to like come back around and be like, we watched during the pandemic, every celebrity, every group of friends, every person try to start a podcast. And what I think people realize is that it's more difficult than you think. Yeah. It is a real job. Um, but also like it's now cool because we kind of sit back. Like I feel like I like – a parent who's like your kid has left this like home or something and you're just like no no it's cool like you tell me about life let me know when you want my advice like you go get them like so I, I do feel like this sense of sort of like we made it through the fire of would we be replaced by the new hot thing and now we're just like the elders which is fine with me well also but also I love that eventually you will be considered an overnight success again 
You know, you've been in this industry and you will be like, look, where did this woman come from? Wow, what an overnight success. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Ryan, when I lost the diamond at the Golden Globe... I had just come off, I've just come off this crazy year where I exe- created executive producers, got tens of millions of dollars from a network to make a primetime show. Like, I felt, I was like, this is the pinnacle. Holy crap, I am it, you know? And I couldn't get slapped in the face. I couldn't get invited to the opening of an envelope. <laughs> Nobody cared about the show. Nobody cared about me. I was like, but I'm this female creator. What about Greta Gerwig? Like, it's me and Greta. Yeah. And like, people it's are like, no. It's Barbie. Come on. You're like, yeah. it's not. It's not. We don't <laughs> care. And I lost the, I lost my, for people who don't know, I lost my, my four carat um, 10 year anniversary stone from my husband fell out of my ring sometime between being on the E platform and taking photos. So it was on the red carpet. And so it was pandemonium. I, nothing, I guess nothing else ha- good happened at the Globes, but it was like, I'd done all, I have three Emmys. I created the podcast. I've had an executive, pre- like all this stuff. The people from Russia, people from, uh, 
Asia, people from Australia, fans that we have that listen to Lady Gang in Egypt were like, you're in the newspaper. You're yeah. in the new- They were sending me clips. They're like, you're so famous. And I was like, oh my God, all it takes is this stupidest shit in the whole world. And then people are like, E! News reporter. And they're like, who is she? And I was like, who is she, bitch? I've been on your TV for a decade. Like, who is I mean, she? God I mean, damn I was gonna, it. I was going to bring that up. I mean, the, 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 the diamond earring on the Golden Globes red carpet was one of the big news stories pushed out of the Golden Globe Awards that night. And it kind of carried around. And I hate to break it to everybody in the audience is that it seems like it potentially happened again. Didn't you just lose a rock off yeah. your five-year band? Stupid. No, I was sitting. I was with Snoop Dogg yesterday. I was sitting at a, like, sure. wait, a wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. I love it. Oh, I was sitting with Snoop Dogg yesterday. Let's, okay. let's talk sitting... about how crazy that sentence is yeah. before You're we right. go on to You're the right. story. You're right. I was at Snoop Dogg's compound. Um, he was He's doing a movie <laughs> junket, so I was there with E as a press as for press. And um, I, we were joking about it and I looked down and I was like, wait, and it's a tiny, tiny little piece of stone. You know, it's one of yeah. those rings that has like a million little baby, little baby stones in it. But I looked down, I was like, God damn it. It's me. Like it is me. And I, I'm a tornado of a person. So I just go around not, I'm knocking into everything. Like everything's yeah. a mess. My car is like disgusting. Like people are like, oh my God, you're so glamorous. And I was like, have you seen my car? There's literally a McDonald's French fry from every single month of every year of the last eight years <laughs> living somewhere in that car rotting, but not rotting because they never actually rot. They just get smaller and yeah. compact. Yeah, yeah. Like still crunchy, like could eat it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> like I'm disgusting. And so I'm not surprised that like I'm, you know, and then it was funny. I woke up this morning to get on the podcast and my husband looked at me. He's like, your earring fell off in the middle of the night. I put it on the bedside table, this little like diamond sort of row I had. And I was like, it's me. You know what? We can't have nice things, Ryan. Yeah. We no, can't I, have I, nice things. And that's why I shop primarily at Old Navy. I'm not a jewelry guy. I think I'm good. In fact, the only reason I would consider buying a diamond at this point is just to get on the news like you. Right. Uh, I would just try to lose it at a big event and then... No, I'm but like, also- they're like, is this a plant? And then it was just funny. The girls on the Lady Gang, Jack and Becca, were like, blink twice if this is a lie. <laughs> That's what they said to me. Because <laughs> but- I know I'm so psycho and I would do anything for press. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'll do anything for press. And they were like, blink twice if you planted this. And I was like. Well, no. I'm excited now for the Oscars red carpet. I'm hoping I'm like so excited to see what you have planned for that night. Oh, no, I have Grammys, the Grammys first. The Grammys and- is in like a week. I'll give you, I mean, not an exclusive that anyone cares about, but I do have a replacement coming and I'm going to debut it at the Grammys just because I love press and why not, you know? Yeah. I mean, lean into it. I mean, because this Leaning is- Leaning in. I've seen my, I, I remember my mom potentially losing her ring. I know I've now brought up my mom twice, but like I've, I remember that and the pain she went through and that wasn't even on camera. That wasn't even on camera. She didn't get any attention from that. I just remember at a grocery yeah. store, her wigging out when I was a kid and oh, it was yeah. so insane. And by the way, mine wasn't insured because I'm a tornado. I had just gotten in in August and you know, you do that thing where uh, for me, I can, I take care of everything in my business life before I take care of my personal life. So like I will be, you know, um, like for instance, last year I had adult mono who gets, first of all, who's in their forties and gets mono only me. I got is it, it on called the adult mono just because you're an adult or would well, it no, just, I'm just is calling it, is it adult it? mono because okay, people are like mono, are that. you cheating on your husband? And I was like, no, we did a lady gang <laughs> tour for our last book, um, lady secrets. And I kissed a lot of the lady gang members on the lips. 
it, we get, we drink a lot and like I would meet them. And then like, I think, you know, we shared drinks and I don't know, it was like a wild ride. So I get home in January and I was like, I just felt so bad. And I'm going to all these doctors and they're like, well, maybe you have Epstein-Barr, maybe you have whatever, maybe you have this. And I was like, oh my God. So finally the doctors forget. They're like, he looks at me, he's like, you have mono. And I was like, oh my God. But my point being is that I will, I had mono for four months. I did not take care. I will not take care of myself. I will just do everything else that needs to be done. So along the lines of this diamond, like I just was like, oh, well, you know, first of all, I'm never going to lose it. Like that doesn't happen. That's just something insurance people tell you to do. Like when, when is that ever? I've never known anyone. And then second of all, I was like, well, I have homeowner's insurance, so I'm sure it's covered under there. No, no, no. You have to do like a whole separate thing. So, um, yeah. Just, I have a you feeling know. they're not putting these diamonds in. Like I feel like they're putting them in extra loose so you will lose them. I feel like they're working with the insurance companies potentially. I, I don't know. There seems to be something janky going here. I mean, while we're selling sex toys and adult underwear, can I get an insurance deal? Like, I feel like who is, where's that sponsor? You should email your favorite in, uh, diamond insurance companies and explain your story You're at like, this point. Hey, uh, let's do a commercial. You yeah. Know? No, uh, well, you were, okay. So the Golden Globes red carpet, you were yep. out there covering chief correspondent for E, yep. which is like an insanely, to me, one of the most exciting jobs out there. Like yeah. I grew up loving hosts so much and like yeah. what, I mean, truly I geek out about that stuff. Is there anybody on the red carpet that night that come off as suspicious in retrospect in regards to like who would yeah. Jeremy Allen White pocket this for Roselia? Like who yeah. like is J- is J-Lo adding to the diamond collection? Yeah. Anybody I, that's on I your- think it's probably J-Lo. Um, yeah. I yeah, said yeah. this. Yeah. I think it's J-Lo. I, I think in, in not, not by any fault of her own. Here's what I, here's what in my head I have think, I think. So like everyone came to the Golden Globes and they come like Emma Stone, Margot Robbie, and like you come and you're like in a dress. You know what I mean? You're in a dress yeah. and you're a superstar. And everyone looked amazing. And so I think I did like, you know, over a hundred interviews. And so people are coming up to the platform, interviewing, and then going down. And at the very end of the night, Jennifer Lopez came and she had that beautiful baby pink dress on that had the huge rose cape. Yeah. And the cape is basically a Swiffer, a couture Swiffer. <laughs> and I believe that, you know, we there was a possibility we could find the diamond, you know, at some point after the carpet closed, I could get down on my hands and knees yeah. and it was it was lying there somewhere. We know it was there somewhere. Yeah. But I think then Jennifer Lopez's Swiffer, couture Swiffer, she swiffed up, she did her interview, and then she swiffered away. And it was very wide. And so it was kind of like a Zamboni for the carpet, just <laughs> and so I believe, and J Lo, if you're if you're listening to so bad, it's good. Um, She's a right huge now, and fan I know you of the are. show. So yeah, huge I know fan. you are. Um, if you could just go have an ass- ninth assistant go through the rose cape and look in the petals, I believe the diamond is in the rose cape. Well, now it got, it has me imagining J-Lo's changing room at her home. I bet there's just a pile of loose diamonds on the floor. This happens probably at so many award ceremonies right. for her. Yeah, um, it's you like, also, yeah. No, you were also talking about on actually today's podcast. I loved this conversation about Ben Affleck at the Golden Globe because you asked J-Lo uh, or yeah. no, Kevin Frazier asked J-Lo yeah, 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 Kevin. about, uh, you know, hey, yeah. is Ben Affleck OK? And yeah. she was like, Ben is fine. But you guys were having this great conversation with like Ben was almost out of that kind of hot mm-hmm. movie star. Like he mm-hmm. was able to just go and direct films and stuff. And he, mm-hmm. he got pulled back in because J-Lo is like us where she has this hole in her that will never be filled. She wants to be at every one of those award shows. So now yeah. Ben has signed up for another round of servitude for these yeah. award ceremonies. 
Yeah, he's a you know Hollywood power couple, and there's responsibilities to America when you take on that kind of responsibility. And I will say this, like first of all, I'm a huge J Lo stan. I've loved her since I was in high school, and what I love about Jennifer is that. Yes, she's going to drag Ben Affleck to every red carpet and all these events, and they're going to be doing music video, like all of that for the rest of his life. He cannot, he had, he had broken out into being a norm, but he never did. He was dating other celebrity ladies. Like it wasn't like he was like Martha from Trader Joe's, my checkout girl. I'm going to, you know, like he was (laughs) still like dating other celebrities. And so when you, Two celebrities date up. It makes a microcosm that we can't handle in the entertainment business, and it blows our minds. And so we're obsessed with you. But what I love about Jennifer Lopez is that, and I say this every red carpet I'm on, it's actually not an award show or a good red carpet unless Jennifer Lopez is there. And the reason is, is that she's the trifecta of all of the celebrity things, but she knows how to play the game so well. And what I mean by that is... She shows up. She's in the best dress of the night for sure. I mean, she's absolutely stunningly gorgeous, amazing. But behind the scenes, her team has emailed saying, Jennifer is going to do press. Be ready for her. Hey, we want to come show you the new music video before she gets there so you can ask her intelligent questions about it and then run another piece for her on Friday or what? Like they, yeah. they work the system so well. And then she comes and she's so effortless and she's very honest. And so when Kevin or, you know, I was asking her other questions too. And it's like, when someone's like, how's Ben? She's like, Ben's fine. Like she gives such a great interview, (laughs) but she's come and she's so glamorous. You know, there's this, this, uh, you know, this thing happening in Hollywood now where people are like photos only. They only want to do photos. And I get why, because we've been through a couple different eras of entertainment journalism and some of them were nasty. Um, I personally have never had anything come out of my mouth, maybe a, a handful of times where I didn't like what I said and like I wish I hadn't said it that way. And of course, I've bombed interviews where I've meant to ask about a sensitive subject and maybe it was too harsh. And like, of course, you know, but... But, um, you know, th- there was this time when the internet was taking over and it was like clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Yeah. And people, you know, people for the right reasons were like, well, I'm not going to do an interview anymore if my words get twisted. And so now we live in this world where you do these big red carpets and, you know, you you come in your couture outfit and you just whisk by. And so what the entertainment world gets is just like a whole bunch of people whisking Whiskey. by and a whole bunch of me's being like, Jamie, over here, over here. Like, it's not good. <laughs> it's not, it's not good for the person in Arkansas who wants to just watch these shows and read us weekly at the nail salon to escape their own, whatever's going on in their life. That's not fulfilling them. It's not a fantasy. And I think JLo understands the fantasy and she gives us, I'm sorry, that was such a long winded thing. No, 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 no. I hope you understand. This is- no, this is exactly what the show is about because we do study these kind of pop culture trends and J-Lo, we, we want celebrities that believe in celebrity, but J-Lo yeah. actually backs it up with having talent as well. But by the way, did you see the new, the trailer for From the Soul of Jennifer Lopez? It's and it has been, it's really, you guys have to check it out. It is one yeah. of the wildest things I've ever seen in my life, but J-Lo believes in that. And it's so funny to be with Ben Affleck, who is mainly photographed with resting Ben face at all yes. times. He's- but in Ben's defense, he's from Boston. And so that's like Boston energy is like 
The Boston Bruins hockey, all I know is hockey uh, and like celebrities, but like the Boston Bruins are like big, burly guys. They're so mean and they don't even, I don't even think they take shots on net. They just beat the shit out of the other team. Like that feels very much online with Ben. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. And I think Ben is actually what's happening is that Ben cares so little that he's not pretending where I think so many people in Hollywood are, and I mean this with love because I'm the same way, but like so self-centered and narcissistic that when they leave their house, they know they're on. So it's like when you see them hiking in Runyon Canyon, they know the paparazzi's in Runyon Canyon. You don't go to Runyon Canyon and not expect to be paparazzi in your yeah. hat and you, you know, you're with your Stanley Cup. Like, so I think everyone else is like, oh, I'm just here in my life, effortless, just like oh, running into this building. And like Ben's like, this, like, I don't have the energy to pretend that I'm like happy to be walking into this building. I'm not. I would rather be at home like the rest of us, you know? Yeah. So I'm well, not that's mad at his like- resting Ben face. No, they need to make it where he can like like change the rules where he can drink his Dunkin' and smoke throughout the red carpet. Like I want him to be able to smoke during the actual like so he can show up, gives him something to do, you know? I, I want to say this and my bosses, you know, they may resend. Uh, ben, if you want to come with Jennifer, I'll have a stool. I'll have a Ben. I'll have one of those massage chairs that they have in the airport. That's- I'll have a Dunkin' re- your order ready to go. And you can, I don't even, I think smoking is disgusting um, and I hate the smell and, but you can smoke around me. You just sit right there, Ben. You wait for JLo, you pick her up, you get wrapped up in the rose cape and you go, well, you yeah. and the diamond continue on the Kelty, carpet. At the, at the Oscars, just have a little Ben thing just in case he comes. Just like right. always a seat for Ben at every awards. I mean, ben Affleck's of, seat. Yeah, exactly. Just in case. And Jeremy I think it's a Allen huge White honor. Wishes. Jeremy Allen okay, White Jeremy. wishes. Talk to people, could. Jeremy. You're so successful. Todd, don't be scared to talk to people, He's Jeremy. So, he has, I've never spoken to him in my life. Well, and, and why do you speculate that is? You think it's because he's like coming out of a divorce and there's all of these things. That's and also he's a short, on, on the he's a short game. king. 
Yeah, we talked about this on the Lady Gang podcast. Actually, I'm probably going to get canceled today. You probably won't be able to air this at all. Because um, I talked about how Bruno Mars doesn't do press. And I'm cons- I I think it's because he's a short king. And he doesn't want to like, I get it, stand next to me, who is a rocket, like, And people are going to find... Because he looks big on stage in his videos, you know? Like, yeah. you do the Britney Spears thing. when I Even when I was a backup dancer. It's like, Britney's 5'4". You never hire someone taller than Britney or like, you know... Yeah. I mean, back in the late 90s and early 2000s when I was backup dancing, it was like you wouldn't hire someone. And I mean, this would love which is why I think I was successful in this. <laughs> Britney Spears wouldn't hire someone hotter and thinner than her to be right beside her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're going to hire someone who makes you look like the superstar, which is why I work so much because I was like, I'm a six. Let me stand behind you. I'll do a booty pop. <laughs> Not as good as you, but like close, you know? And so, um, and so I, I think like there's anyway, so I thought Bruno Mar- I was like, Bruno yeah. Mars doesn't do press because he's short king. And I was like, maybe Jeremy Allen White is not doing press because he's short king. And then Becca, who's my co-host on Lady Gang Podcast, was like, it's because he's going through like a nasty divorce. And I was like, oh, but like, I guess that's a good reason. But people who are going through nasty divorce or like getting sued by the IRS or like have recent had a DUI, like they do press all the time. So I think he's, I, I think he's fragile. I think, um, I think maybe he, I, I don't know. Like I'm just, no, it's, it's I, interesting. I, I mean, I, I love I do, on him a little. I, like, I, I mean, well, I'm God, him. I mean, what an amazing actor and what an amazing person that wears underwear in terms of everybody's right. thirsting for Jeremy Allen White right now. The only person I've seen that seems like eight, feet tall to me was Prince. Prince is a short, Prince was a short king, mm-hmm. but every time I saw him live, he was the tallest man no I'd ever tall. seen in my life because there's he no was one, so talented. There's no one. The only person who's tall is Jacob Bellorti. Jacob Bellorti is so tall. He's too tall to be an actor. I don't know how they fit a ball on a screen. <laughs> it's too he's tall. so tall. When we did the press, I did the press chunk of her, his movie Priscilla, <laughs> and he barely fits in a chair. My husband is six, six. <laughs> so like, I understand, but they had him like interested in a chair. And I was like, his knees were like on his chin. Like his legs are that long, but everyone else is small. Barry Keoghan. Um, yeah. Brad Barry Keoghan. Like, so, uh, yeah, so I small. went to the Saltburn okay. premiere and I saw Barry Keoghan and Jacob Lordy hang out with each other. And I no. was like, my God, that is wild. Because in the movie, you do not get that vibe at all yeah. because of like special effects. But yeah, I thought it was wild. wild. Um, dude, your husband's six, six. Yes, he's a tall king. He's a tall king. My first husband you've been married was 10 years six. now, right? Yeah, my first husband was five six. So I've been with a short king and a tall king. I recommend a tall king, but like I'm not gonna short shame. And there's someone for everyone. And some people are really in, like, here's the thing, you have to choose. You're gonna have a bean pole who is like thinner side, you don't get the muscles, you don't get the Zach Efron like rippedness because you're lang- you're long, you're like yeah. a gumby. Or you get a short king like a Zac Efron and you get the abs and the body and the Jeremy Allen White, like 19 abs. Yeah. And the, but that's like for – that's short king stuff. But long – tall bodies don't – they don't grow that way. Yeah, short kings are always insanely ripped because their yeah. body wants to grow more. So it's just packed muscle. It, it goes fa- – it goes like bigger and muscly. Yeah, yeah. tall kings um, are like, oh my god, I'm just trying to get this broccoli to go to my feet. It takes so long. <laughs> you know? Um, being over at E, were you? Yeah. Did you kind of feel good? Like, like at the Golden Globes, I rem- I remember turning to E, wanting the pre-show coverage mm-hmm. because I was so excited. And E usually is that place where I get all of that stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, you had that for like the Emmys and things like that. But yeah. it's got to feel kind of good for everybody. Like, where is it, E? We want this from you guys. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I listen, that is so far above my, above my pay grade. I know the Golden Globes has, you know, it, it got kind of put on television towards the the end of the year at the last minute. So I think there just wasn't the time to, you know, the E live red carpets are, uh, I mean, we're working on Grammys right now and it's like, it's been months and months. And I mean, I'm not even a part of that month. It's, it's a huge undertaking. Live TV in general is a huge undertaking and the level in which E does it. Um, you know, I think we get used to watching these like live streams on Instagram live and people are TikTok live and they're like doing vlogs from their phone and they're like, here I am. I'm, you know, doing an actual high, high, high quality live show with a truck and a director and multi cameras. And it's a huge undertaking. So, um, I was very happy that people are like, where is it? Where is it? Because, because yeah. it makes you feel like, oh, well, people still want this, you know, cause there's like, are we still into red carpets? Are we, you know, yeah. and I think, I think we are, which is we, so, yeah, so exciting. Are. And it was one of the reasons that I wanted to work at E when they called me, I kind of had been somewhere else for a long time. And I was really over entertainment news. I was like, you know, I'm just going to podcast. Like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need this. Um, and then when they called to be on E, I was like, God, it's like so iconic. Like, I'm yeah. going to hate myself if I don't go try this out. And I've absolutely loved every single day of work since I started working at E. I have never had a day where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I hate it here. Like, and everyone hates their job at some point, And I've never felt that way. No, it really is one of the the coolest things to actually watch as a fan, and I've been doing it since I was a kid. Uh, and I want to get to the producing in just a second, but in yep. terms of like preparing for these these moments, these events, like how do you go in? Are you like a prize fighter? You're researching every show, every actor. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? I know you probably have a, like an earbud in with a producer yelling at you. You like, wish. How do you? You do all wish of this I stuff? had an earbud in. With so there's a not even an earpiece in giving. It you, is memorized, like, baby. Um, wow. I'm old school. I'm old school. So I do recipe cards and I do all the nominees and all the big movies. I watch everything. So, you know, leading up to Golden Globes, I watched Saltburn with my parents. Guys, I heard that. If you and haven't I felt seen, so bad for if you, you haven't I, seen Saltburn, I don't want to ruin it for you. But just when you watch it, think about Kelty Knight watching it with her parents and in Canada, her old you know, we don't talk about sex parents. It was cringy. Anyway, but I watched everything. I mean, we watched, I watched every single movie. I watched a portion, if not at least three or four episodes of every show, even the shows that like I didn't, haven't watched before. Um, so I have to watch everything and then I make a recipe card of every person. And so I need to know if they've been nominated before, how many nominations they've had. That stuff's easy to find. Then it's like, going deep on the internet, going deep in the e-vault, seeing what they've said before. And then it's about going on their social media and seeing like what their lead up to the Golden Globes is because you want everything to be sort of topical. Um, And then it's reaching out to their teams to say, hey, I'm going to be on the red carpet. Is there anything coming up we should talk about? So it's a huge undertaking. And then I sort of lay everything out. I put it alphabetically and then I put it on like a a little – chain and I flip through it constantly and I'm just memorizing, memorizing, memorizing. Um, and then E also has a producer and they'll work on questions and then we'll come together. We do a huge doc. We finally print the cards. And so they have these cards for me. When you see people with the cards, um, you think, Oh, their questions are on the card. Not really. The question, the cards are there as like a backup, 
if I lose my mind, but everything's like kind of in your mind. So you're like, oh my God, hello, blah, 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 nominated tonight and da, da, da. And then like, I'll reach behind me, the producer will hand the card and it'll have, you know, a couple of bullet points that I want to make sure I get to. Um, and, and like, you know, but yeah. there's nothing there. It's not, it's not as helpful as you think it's going to be. In fact, um, I, there was one interview, I'm actually not going to talk about it because I had talked to the star afterwards about it and kind of got it taken offline. I bombed an interview so bad because they weren't on my list. I didn't know they were nominated. It was for an yeah. kind of obscure category and I hadn't studied and I saw this person walk up to me and I was like, I don't know why you're here. I don't know what no. I'm going to ask you. Oh, like oh, it was okay. brutal and I bombed the interview. So I was like. I, mean, I had it taken down. It was so bad. Anyway, who, I, mean, so who I is bomb the t- sometimes. But who is the, even without the bombing, who's the toughest person? Who's the toughest celebrity to talk to on a red carpet? People used to say Tommy Lee Jones. Like he was such a difficult uh, interview. Have you had that? Is there anybody that you're scared to talk to after doing a, like, a, you know, 10,000 hours of this? Is there somebody still that you're nervous about? Or even your show super fan? Like, who are you a super fan of that you would yeah. be scared to talk to? So my biggest fear in Hollywood is still Julia Roberts. Um, I've Just interviewed because her. Because you on, love her so much. No, well, yeah, and no. Okay, so <laughs> no, yeah. uh, yes, I love. I grew up on Julia Roberts. Like I, I grew up on a '90s rom com. I love her so much. I've interviewed her a ton. We've been in France. I've been all over the place, and she was always, always lovely. Um, if you want to he- read the story, I, I wrote about this in uh, our latest Lady Gang book, not to be like, you know, but you know, here no, I no, am please. promoting. Um, it's the book is called Lady Secrets and the chap the essay is called Julia Roberts Hates Me. And so I'll leave I'll leave it at that. But I I I and did an interview with her. It got misconstrued. Vogue picked it up, changed the headline. She came up to me on a red carpet. She was like, you put words in my mouth live. And it was oh. the scariest like Julia Roberts is reaming you live on TV. It was you know, and so anyway, I clear the air in the book about what really happened, and uh, I would love everyone to read it and let me know what you think. And uh, but I don't want video oh out there of me talking about it because, like, I want it. To yeah, be yeah, over. no, 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 totally. But yeah, I wrote yeah. about it in the book. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm scared of Julia. I haven't seen her since. I haven't seen her yet, oh and so I'm scared about that. I'm scared. Does she know I wrote about it in the book? I don't know. Like, this is just all very scary. So I'm scared to see her. Um, in general, I prefer to interview reality stars, musicians, you know, entrepreneurial people, um, you know, maybe a little bit more of like the TV actor. Not that there's like as much of a distinction anymore. A film actor can be really difficult. Like, um, yeah. And not because they're not lovely, but it's like, I know so much about the cast of Beverly Hills Housewives that I could, I'm like, I could talk to you for 10 yeah. years. I know everything yeah. about you. I know about your menstrual cycle. I know what shoe size you wear. Like I know about your kids. Like there's just so much there. Carrie Mulligan, who is in Maestro this year and just nominated for an Oscar, like her fashion's insane. I got to be honest with you, other than her incredible talent, she's not giving us much to like, di- and for a reason, like, and that's like the actor's actor, yeah. right? They don't like share their whole life with you on social media. And so that's a much more difficult interview. Um, whereas like someone, but then there's actors like Jennifer Lawrence, who on the Golden Globes came up to me and I was like, I need you to talk to her about housewives. Salt Lake yeah. housewives. Cause I know your housewife. And it's like, yeah, we want to talk about your project and obviously you're talented and beautiful, but it kind of like you know, kind of makes them like normies, like relatable, if you will. But then some people, and I love this, like, I do want there to be movie stars that aren't relatable. 
Like I want, I want there to be the Carrie Mulligans of the world and the Robert De Niro's of the world who like, we can't sit with them, you know, like I'm okay with that. But They're, that's yeah, a, unreachable. Yeah, you want that's that. That's a much harder interview for someone like me. Much harder interview. Um, I, 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 speaking about Jennifer Lawrence and Housewives, is that the, I'll interview a lot of the Housewives, and I was trying to impress upon the audience, just like your Julia Roberts, like if a housewife gets mad at you and they confront you, it is the weirdest experience because you feel like all of a sudden you're pulled into an episode and there's like a dreamlike quality to it because your yeah. mind is in the conversation, but you're also thinking, oh my God, this reminds me of a real Housewives episode. This uh-huh. is really bizarre. It's, yeah. it's, I, I don't recommend it for anyone. Um, uh, okay. It's hard. It's, uh, it's harder than you think to do a great interview. And I think that's what everyone realized. We were talking about like everyone starting podcasts and everyone being like, I'm going to, and so many celebrities have launched like late night shows and things like that where they're like, I'm going to interview my friends. And I'm like, it's actually a real skill to listen and hear and interview and set people up for a successful interview. It's not some it's not just like, oh, I'm really good at like having coffee with people. I should interview them. Like yeah. there's a there's a skill there, you know? Uh, no, there is. And I mean, what speaking about that, I was kind of daydreaming about your career uh instead of my own. And I was thinking about uh E. And you just mentioned this. I was just watching Taylor Tomlinson's new uh yeah. show after Colbert the other night, and I was like, well, why does why don't we have the Kelty Knight talk show on E? Why don't we like you know you have the celebrity thing in there, you have the monologue, which I feel you could actually fill with pop culture topics, TikTok, latest trends. You know, is there you're also pitching your own shows? And I was yeah. following uh, the executive producing of the CBS show Superfan, which is the yeah. coolest show. You guys, you can do all six episodes on Paramount Plus, but it yeah. basically was like taking people like LL Cool J, Gloria Stefan, Kelsey Ballerina, and then finding like a bunch of their kind of super fans competing for like an yeah. amazing prize package but it's also a musical extravaganza because you got LL Cool J out there doing his hits you, yeah. it was really this exciting show and especially for somebody that loves pop culture that was like the thesis statement of like leaning yeah. into how much like how much joy it is being a fan why don't you do your own talk show like do you pitch that as well have you pitched that as well Ryan such a great idea um, first of all, I don't think I'm famous enough to, to, uh, get that. And I, and I mean that with love, like, thank you for all the nice things you said about my career. You lose a couple more diamond rings. We could get there really quickly. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. I honestly, I might lose that diamond at the Grammy. Um, I think there's a thing like they they do a lot of the hosts that get shows like that are 
are comedians that like, and it's interesting, the executive producer I worked with, Jack Martin on Superfan, is actually producing Taylor Tomlinson's new show. And so I'm so oh, okay. happy for Jack. He's family. Um, and I think the show's brilliant. I think she's brilliant. Um, but she's selling out, Matt. She's selling out like Radio City when she does a comedy tour. You know, she's doing 5,500 seats. And, you know, I, I think that I've, um, I think I'm like known as sort of like the interviewer. And I think sometimes if people don't listen to the podcast, they wouldn't think me capable of doing a monologue. You know what I mean? Because they haven't, I don't know. I just, I I said this a lot when we were launching Superfan, like people put you in a box. They're like, oh, well, you know, this is a red carpet interviewer. She's a great red carpet interview, but she's not like a personality, right? Like she's a, you know, so especially for women, we get put in these boxes, but the secret to success, of course, in Hollywood is creating and launching your own thing. And so I have a couple shows right now that I have dreamt up um, that I'm working on. And one is sort of like, uh, I would tell you like a distant cousin of Superfan. Um, what I learned during Superfan is that for television, it's very difficult to focus on one person because people see LL Cool J. And even though the show is about the fans, if they don't like LL Cool J, they're like, I'm turning yeah. this off. I don't care about LL Cool J. So I think there's a way to do a fan show that, um, encompasses all of pop culture and is like more of like something for everyone. And maybe if you don't know housewives, you know, movies. And if you know, nineties rom-coms, you don't know, you know, sci-fi, like there's something there. So I'm working on that. And then, you know, always when I'm pitching shows, I'm like, and I'm going to host it. And then sometimes they're like, no, no, you're not. And then I'm like, okay, but can we still make it? (laughs) And so, um, yeah. So that's kind (laughs) of the way that works. Yeah. Touche. Touche. But it's very difficult to get a show made on television. I mean, television, we make it look like there's, it's so easy. But if you think about it, like the housewives, there's like nine housewives, the NCISs, there's Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, they've been on for a hundred years. There's Survivors in its 25th season, you know, all these big brothers in its 25th season, like the American Idol, America's Got Talent. Like these are shows that have been around for so long. So can you imagine the pressure for us when we were doing Supervan, like to launch something new, to get people to watch something that they've never watched before in the amount of numbers, millions and millions of people you need to watch on the first try, like one try. There's no like, oh, we're going to spend 10 years like building this and telling people. It's like, what is it happening and what's happening overnight? Who watched yeah, it well, live on television? We're not in the days anymore of like a Seinfeld where you can bomb for two seasons, but they stick with you and you're able to grow into this huge success. It doesn't work like that anymore. And, and our attention spans are so limited so short. and it's so spread out because we now have TikTok. We now have like, I was talking to my niece and nephew, like they don't watch TV and movies. They watch their phone and their computer and that's right. it. How do you compete in uh, like this technology of yesteryear yeah. trying to keep, do- I don't know. So it's really exciting, but I try to impress upon the audience like the Sisyphus it's like Sisyphus pushing that rock up the hill and then yeah. falling down again of trying to get something made. How do you stay positive in this industry? Because I look at you and I'm like, you're the goal. You're exactly Aww. where, God, that's so amazing, so inspiring. But I imagine for you, it's, well, what's next? I've got to, like you said, I got to dream bigger. I've got to hit that yeah. next pin. How do you stay mentally focused and positive in this industry? Well, thank you very much. Um, and that's such a nice thing to say. I think, um, first of all, therapy. 
<laughs> a lot, a lot of therapy. And and I like it's funny to be like, oh my god, therapy. But I think for me, like I spent so much time in my career being like, well, I'll be happy when I win an Emmy. Yeah. And then yeah, I was yeah. like, well, I'll be happy when I get in the Vogue Best Dress list. Oh, I'll be happy when I'm the host of my own show. I'll be happy when I sell a show. I'll be happy when I have a certain amount of money. And the truth is, and you can't you know, understand it until you've experienced it, but like none of those things as soon as you get those things, you're like, well, what if I had two Emmys? Oh, well, what if I did this? Had three well, what Emmys. if I, you did. yeah. So you just, you just like, you need, what if I had this amount of money? Oh my God. What if I had this car? Like you, I mean, it's the same thing that everyone deals with where it's like, it's never enough. It's never enough for me in this stage of my career. The things that are, are bringing me joy. And like, I'm able, I've done enough work on myself to be like, okay, like you, you can still want these things, but also like what, what else is going on? For me, it's it's free, freedom, freedom to be able to travel and have time off and time to enjoy the fruits of my labor. You know, I'm such a workaholic that it's like when all you do is work, you're like, oh, it's the end of the year. I did nothing. I have no hobbies. I have no friends. I went on no trips. I saw no <laughs> nature. Like, I just worried. The whole, I spent all of 2023 worrying and crying and being stressed out that people didn't like me. Like, what a horrible way to live. So freedom yeah. to like actually live my life. And then for us, especially with the Lady Gang podcast, like I think we're in this era of like giving back to our community. You know, it's like, okay, we got all the things. We got to have this as our job. We got New York Times bestselling books. We got a show on E. We got the success of Becca being a, you know, a struggling actor to be able to move to Austin and have her baby and pay for her IVF and like all of those things. Like that is so amazing. Now what can we give you? So we did like a huge giveaway and- You do like and, Humane Society and like a, a B, like you, you've done a lot oh, of like yeah. Oh yeah, I do, I do, we do lots of charity stuff, but like yeah. I think as far as like giving back to our girl, like so are, we're doing- call-in shows where our girls can call in. We're doing, you know, we gave away like a $5,000 tennis bracelet at Christmas. Like we're trying to figure out how we're trying to spend, we're trying to plan like a camp that women can come to. We're trying oh, to plan awesome. like more tour dates. Like we're trying to get out and like hug our people. And I think that's the next era of like, it's not so much like, can I be successful and what can you do for me? But like, what can we do for you? Yeah. And that's, that's been our, that's our big focus for this year. Yeah, when you podcast, do you actually like? Because I'll I now over the last couple of years, I, I think I know who I'm talking to. I have a very specific image, yeah. and I, I do. The only thing that bums me out about the podcast is that when I ask how they're doing, I can't hear them back. You know, because yeah. I always wonder, like, how are you guys doing today? Did you make it through yesterday? Is it good? Yeah. Like, what? Like, um. So that's so exciting. As we start winding down, I just had a couple of like pop culture wise. What do you oh, actually yeah. like? Where do your tastes veer towards? Ooh, um, great question. So I'm a huge, huge book nerd. So I, I'm reading, like I've read four books this month so far already. So like, okay, I'm a braggart I mean, book. Talk. I know. I mean, I'm going to read, that's not even that good for me, to be honest. One of them was huge, but like, I follow all of the book clubs, like Jenna Hager. I follow Brees. I thought I love to read. So for me, anything that was a book and that gets turned into like a series, I'm always into that Daisy Jones and the six Shantaram, like all of that. Um, I love, like, I think uh, the best two shows I watched last year were Slow Horses on Apple TV with, oh, Gary, with Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, just amazing. And um, I love The Bear, which is why I love Jeremy Allen White. Um, I mean, The Bear is incredible. So I I like like a deep in your feels, great soundtrack like series. I'm a massive drag race fan. I will not make <laughs> plans on Friday nights. I am at home on MTV watching Drag Race and Untucked. I um. 
I literally love, 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 love Drag Race. I watch it all the time. I love The Housewives, Salt Lake City, New York, Beverly Hills, OC. Um, and so- right, what, where, where are you at with Vanderpump Rules? Because we have a new I, season I premiering was, in a week. I know. I was never a Vanderpump. Like, I, it's actually funny. When we did our E! show for Lady Gang, we had Stassi. This is back when Stassi and Kristen were on. And we were, like, doing a game. And Stassi looked at me and she's like, do you even watch our show? And I was like, no. And she's like, that's rude. <laughs> But I, I mean, I follow it, but I don't know yeah. that I've like, I don't like set my DVR where I'm like, oh my God, I have to be home to watch it. But I think I will watch this season. Um, I watch a little bit of everything because that's my job. And then those are the things that I'm like obsessed with. And then music wise, where are you at? Because you you mentioned soundtracks and I think the bear actually, I wish they had an official soundtrack because they nail it with those Chicago, oh like the REM, Wilco, Counting Crows. Like oh they have a, such an amazing soundtrack on the bear. We're the same. That's like literally the bear the soundtrack, the suits sound like playlists on Spotify. Love it. You know, I'm getting older and I'm less into like hot, the hot tunes of the day. Um, so I'm yeah, Coachella I'm, bummed me out the lineup. I was like, wow, I finally Coachella. There's old. might be nothing for me potentially yeah. at Coachella. I, I am. I'm still into that. Like two thousands emo synth pop, like Phoenix and. Oh my um, God. You know, Did you just the, see the lineup? They just announced this music festival in oh, Pasadena. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw. It has really good. Uh, I mean, just like an insane, like Mike yeah. Snow, like oh, yeah. so many great bands. I think that's where I'm going to be headed this this festival season, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so I'm just like really, I you know, I, I love, and I love country music. Like I thought Kelsey Ballerini's record from last year, Rolling Up the Welcome Mat about her divorce was like so stunningly beautiful. I can't believe it's not nominated for album of the year at the Grammys. I will stand by that till I die. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I love all music. I'm, but I, I'm not as heavily into like the pop culture, like hits one that I used to be. So I think that's yeah, just cause I'm getting old. Yeah. No, I mean, it's too hard. And listen, our music was better. Um, and, uh, wait, Salt Lake city. Are you going to watch the final part of the reunion tonight? Are you excited for that? Well, a thousand percent. I literally am having dinner, a business, well, business friend dinner. Um, and I made it at five 30 so that I made it. I was like, I, I'm so sorry that we have to have our dinner when it's light out because I have to be home for the Salt Lake reunion, like without a doubt. I mean, they've teased this reality Von Tease out for like two episodes, but more importantly, I want to know the Heather Gay black eye story. I want to know what happened. I knew uh, she this, was lying. I knew she I, knew who gave it to her. I knew it was Jen Shaw. But how is it okay to lie for a year, but we're all coming down on Monica, like, which I believe is, I know, I know it's insane behavior, but come on. She lied for a year to everybody. Yeah, but, uh, but like, did she lie or was she elusive? I feel like that's very Oprah. Was, were you silent or silent? Were silenced. Um, were you silent or were you silenced? Uh, uh, well, Kelty Knight, you are an inspiration to me and to so many other people. I oh was just God, thinking, you, I was man. like, you were talking about being happy and all that stuff. And I was like, I wonder how long I'm going to be happy after this interview before I go back to miserable. And I think yeah. this is like, thir- I think I got 30 minutes of happiness ahead of me because you I'm made so this excited. so great. And it shows oh, you exactly you. why you are where you are, the way you are, the, the way you made this interview so easy for me. But folks out there listening, I know you know her already, but if you don't, you're going to go follow her on Instagram because yep. she has one of the best IGs out there. Lady Gang, new shows every week. The back catalog is there. The Lady Gang book, which I will put on the show notes. Yes, And please. then you got to go watch E because she will yes. be at the Grammys red carpet where she yep. will tell Kelsey that she has the best album of the year. Yes. And uh, is there anything else coming up that we need to know about? 
That's it. Just a, just a real deep, well, can I just say this? I know that elders, yeah. we don't know what to do with TikTok. <laughs> I think I have a great TikTok, you guys. It's at Kelty Knight. <laughs> I, I think I'm, we, I think I'm slaying TikTok and it's not annoying. Like I really think I'm good at TikTok. So if you're like TikTok, I don't get the TikTok. Is that what the kids do? Come follow me. I'll be like your intro to TikTok. Okay. I'm going to go follow her today, even though I Gracias. don't know how to TikTok. I exactly. always, no, I'll people do are one, scared, but like, I'll do one and then I'll get scared off for like a month and then I'll be like, you know what? And then I'll get scared off for another month. Yeah. So I make about five a year, but Kelty Knight okay. is one to Thank follow, you, one to watch on the old TikTok. Thank you so much, Kelty. I, I hope to talk to you down the line. Uh, it was, you're so fantastic. And this was such a pleasure. And, um, let me know when it comes out so I can tell everyone. I will do. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Ryan. So okay. Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.